Imagine, a podcast series by Imagine Theatre. Happy New Year! I'm Martin Ballard and welcome to episode 69 of this podcast series. And with the Christmas celebrations over, I'm here in Leicester for the first episode of 2024. For more information, go to their website at www.imagintheatre.co.uk. Now, you may remember last time I was at the Wyvern Theatre in Swindon for Imagine Snow White to meet a fabulous cast of performers. But don't worry if you missed that or any of the previous episodes because you can still listen to them. All you have to do is go to where you normally get your podcasts from and while you're there you can subscribe to the series so that you don't miss any of the fabulous episodes coming up this year. Now before the panto season got underway I was joined by BBC Radio 2 Scott Mills who's making his panto debut for Imagine this Christmas in Leicester. So for the first episode of 2024, I'm back at the venue where I've done 10 seasons of pantomime to catch up with Scott and to meet the rest of this fabulous cast, including Sam Bailey, Mark Reed, Jared Christmas, my son Jack, who's making his debut this Christmas, and others. Now they've just finished a matinee and they're relaxing in their dressing rooms before the second show, so let's go and knock on a few doors and see how they're doing. Scott Mills! Who are Martin? <laughs> How about that? That's my best Brian Blessed impersonation. Was it any good? That was excellent. <laughs> I, can, I can see why you were in this panto for a long time. Listen, I had to catch up with you because mm. we spoke way back a lot's when happened. you were apprehensive and you were thinking, what's it going to be like? Yeah. I'm, you, you, were, you were really excited, but now you've done it and you've seen the incredible audience reaction. How do you feel? I feel, I was about to say like a kid at Christmas, but it is Christmas, but I do feel that. Everyone keeps saying, oh, you're going to get the, you'll get the bug now, you'll want to do it again. I totally get it. Mm. I think as well that I've really kind of relaxed into the show now. I think the first couple, because I missed, I'm not, not making excuses, sir, <laughs> but I did miss quite a lot of rehearsal yeah. time because um, yeah. I was doing the radio show. And it's my first one, so I think it's crucial. So I was very nervous the first few shows, but I feel, well, you can tell me, you're the expert. I th you've seen it again yeah. since the first yeah. show. You've seen it twice, right? Yeah. And I think I feel I have relaxed into it now, and yeah. I'm, I'm just having fun with it. I was really surprised at the first show, if I'm honest, because you look really comfortable. Whatever was going on inside Oof. wasn't showing. No, it was but, chaos in my head. <laughs> but the second time around, you had... The audience were in your palm of your hand. You were loving it. Yeah, and do you know, and you'll know this, when it's like we've just finished a show now and they were great, and it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was even full, but they were just, you know when there's, and I get it now, some are louder than others. Yep. For instance, on Boxing Day, I was expecting them to be, I don't know why, expecting them to be really loud and excited, and they were actually quite subdued. And it does really um, change from show yeah. to show and then the score shows are different again yeah. and then the relaxed show tomorrow which will be different again so I feel like I've done an exam and I've crammed everything <laughs> but I am in such a, a great production I think yeah. this is a good panto um, I've seen a, a, not that many I've seen a few and I would say this I'm biased because I love them all but I really do think it's a good one I agree. I totally agree. I think the thing that most people find strange is that, obviously, in a rehearsal room, you're doing all of this stuff without any audience reaction. But what you learn after a few shows 
is to ride that wave of applause. Yeah. Because if you just crack on, yeah. everything's lost. The applause actually o overrides whatever you do. So it's, that's yeah. the learning curve, isn't it? It's completely different. And by the way, that feels like months ago now. It was only a couple of weeks where we were in um, just a little Leicester yeah. City Council building round the road. And you're right, of course, there's no applause there's no laughter because we've all heard the script a lot um, and then as soon as you get out there you know you can have your moment and it's having the confidence to to do that and not just crack on but I really am starting to have fun with it now and I'm so and like I said before these guys are the best you know and I'm learning a lot from them well, you've done so many shows already. You've still got a way to go. You've only got an hour, I think, in between shows. So I'm going to leave you to it, Scott. Thank you so much and enjoy the rest of the run. Martin, thank you so much. And also, let's just put this out on record. Your son is a wonderful dame. <laughs> the best. Thanks, Dame Trot, for all your advice and help. I totally agree. Enjoy the rest of the run. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. So this is dressing room two. Mark Reed, Jared Christmas, how are you both? Hello. I'm going to talk to Mark first. No, no disrespect, but just move me. You just shut the shut the bathroom door. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. Are you going to play me a tune? Or what's going on? What do you want to sing? So tell us a bit about, about you and Panto, because mm. everybody knows you from A1, obviously as a collaborator and a composer, songwriter for other people as well. When did Panto start for you? Panto started the day I was born, really, because my granddad, is a, who was a performer, a musical performer, he was also a circus performer, a circus strongman, oh, he was. Huh? And uh, my, my nan was one of the Tiller girls. So one of the 60s Tiller Girls, the dancing troupe that would come out Sunday night at the Palladium, I'm sure your listeners will be aware of. But um, So from, from pretty much from when I was a kid, we went to Panto every year. And I remember at about seven, I was pulled up, I was one of those kids that, like you, would have chatted to many years. Um, I was one of the kids brought up on stage and it was Roy Hudd as the dame. Wow. And um, weirdly, I was a bit starstruck and I was a bit nervous. So I didn't perform like some of the kids do. I was just like totally starstruck and in awe of the whole thing, the lights of the stage. But from that moment, I just thought, I love this. I love Panto. And ever since, up till this year, I go to Panto every year with my family and we get a whole row and the whole family sits there. So it was only natural for me at some point after A1 to go, yeah, this is something I want to do. So before A1, had you done any musical theatre or anything like that as a kid or even professionally? Yeah, I did uh, youth theatre, which was just kind of uh, semi-professional, just for fun as a young kid growing up. Uh, and I played Aladdin in, in one of the panto performances there. I played Sky Masters and in Guys and Dolls and things like that. So I always had the bug, but I knew I was either going to do musical theatre or music because, um, you know, my dad is a performer, uh, a musician as well, both, yeah. and my mum is as well. So, so I went the music route. So I went kind of round, I went on a bit of a detour with the music, uh, but I had a feeling I would always come back to it because there's nothing like live theatre and live performance and panto. Panto is just so much fun because I love that element of not knowing what's going to happen when, when things can go wrong and how you deal with it. So my, my first panto, I was thrown in the deep end because I stepped in for uh, an actor who was leaving at the end of the run. So I wasn't able to perform <laughs> with the cast. This was my first wow. ace of panto. So I was sent the video and I was sent the script and they said, we need you to be Prince Charming for the last two shows. And this was at the Waterside in Aylesbury. So I just had the video to learn everything. And it was with um, the lovely Russell Grant yeah. and Suzanne Shaw from Hearsay. So I was thrown in the deep end. And, and you, you know, either sink or swim. And fortunately, it worked 
out great and I've been booked for Panto ever since. The great thing about Panto for me is that it brings everybody from all parts of the profession mm. together mm. still to this very day. Um, the sort of variety bill that you know your Absolutely. nan as a tiller girl would have known and mm. Sunday Night at the London Palladium was one of the most watched TV mm. shows ever. Mm. So the downside is you've got to share a dressing room with a comedian from New Zealand. I know, right? What's that oh, all about? Right. <laughs> <laughs> he takes up so much space. He's so messy. Uh, actually, we're having a laugh. This is brilliant. We, well, I, I'm going to expose our nerdiness now, but we've been talking about Star Wars most of the time, if I'm honest. But I'll let you hand over to Jared because yeah. he's just sitting there in the corner. So he's about to start throwing stuff. You can yeah. if you want. Mark, thank you so much. You got, you, I know you've got to go out because you've only got an hour's break, but thank you yeah. so much. Thank Great you. to chat with you. Come on, JC. I'm getting in. I'm snuggling in there next year. All right, mate. We know each other. We never performed together, but we rehearsed so a lot. So close. <laughs> so, so close. I feel like you were avoiding me. And yeah, I did. To, if the truth be known, I did. <laughs> Tell us about this year, because it looks like you're all having such great fun. Well, as you, look, you're very experienced at Panto. You know, when you get that cast, that everybody's just clicking. Yeah. Um, and that's what we've got this year. And uh, it's it's a real laugh, you know. Uh, we're all having a lot of fun on stage and off stage, and we're getting great crowds. And you now are a fixture and fitting here. This is, what, your third, third. or fourth? Third, third. Yeah. So how does it feel now compared to the first one? Well, the first one was very nervous, you know, because coming into a, a, there was an established team, wasn't there? Mm. So you had worked with the director and you'd worked here before, and, uh, you know, there was people who knew each other. And you, nobody made me feel like an outsider, but, you know, I was very yeah. much the new yeah. kid on the block. And the comedy role, the comedian role in Panto is high pressure mm. because day one, everyone's telling you how amazing the comedian was last year. <laughs> you know, so, or they're telling you about this, uh, these amazing things that a comedian does down in Birmingham all the time. Do you know what I mean? So there's this, yeah. this real pressure of uh, you've got to make the comedy role your own. Yeah. different comedians will bring a different flavour yeah. and thankfully with, certainly with Imagine they allow me and probably the other comedians to, to do our own thing within the format yeah and I think more so than ever for you this year yeah. you know the, the stuff that you do has got your own brand written all over it and you do a lot of children's comedy anyway yes. as well as adult stand up so that's the perfect combination isn't it yeah trying to hit that middle ground it's um <coughs> It's a tough one. What I do in rehearsals is I do a lot of jokes that I know will never make it onto yeah. the stage. Just to make the cast suffer, is it? Yeah, yeah make the cast suffer. <laughs> but it's also for my mental processes of I always give way too many. Yep. Like I know, you know, the opening bit that I've written is way too long, but I'd rather have too much yeah. and then cut it all out yeah. than to be going in going, oh, God, I've got one joke that this whole opening <laughs> bit's standing on you know so um but that's my process is the, then to work backwards and work backwards yeah. we've got a joke with the cow that um the the joke that i initially put in and we did it a few times in rehearsal and variations on it all along i was like oh this will this is a bit too risky but from that, I was able to get to the joke that we're doing now, which mm -hmm. which is really working. And I have to say, the audiences, I've seen it a couple of times, the audiences have been fantastic. Yeah, been, I mean, I think Leicester audiences are fantastic. Mm -hmm. they, they always have been. Right from day one, they've been uh, really up for it. Yeah. It's great. And they love it when you drop in local references, but proper local references. Yeah. Like this year, I'm joking about the um, giant living in a castle. But, you know, it's Leicester, so that castle could be a prison. And, I, you know, I came to Leicester for years and didn't realise that that castle was a prison 
Do you know what I mean? So it's only from coming here so much that I figured that out. By the time this goes out, you'll almost be at the end of your run. Yeah. But then you're back here a few weeks later. I am, yeah. uh, I've done the audacious move of uh, booking myself in to do stand-up at De Montfort Hall. Look, De Montfort Hall wanted me to do it. I do Leicester Comedy Festival anyway. And so I was just like, stuff it, let's let's go for it. Most of the time, Leicester Comedy Festival, I'm doing like a 150-seater and selling that out. And now... I've gone, I'll just do a little step up to 1,300. Yeah, so um, buy tickets. <laughs> well, Panto audiences love you, so I'm sure they'll, they'll all come back. And I, I think, so. credit to you, there's, there's a hell of a lot of you, I think, in this show. And I think one of the best examples of that is the beatbox song sheet, almost, isn't it, yeah, yeah. really? You know, yeah. the rap. Which, well, that was me and, and your son yeah, who came but, up with but that. But uh, what is nice is that you can add something that's unique. I've never seen that done before, if no. I'm honest. It's well, great. Well, we we were going, essentially, we wanted, we wanted to not do Old MacDonald mm-hmm. because it's been done to death. And it's like, how can we do a, a variation on that? And I do a kid's show with a beatboxer, but the beatboxer obviously isn't in this show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me and Jack sat down for half an hour and we... We just messed around and we came up with with that. Yeah. So, um, and I think it really works. It's yeah, great. It does. Yeah. Have a great run. Thanks, and, mate. Uh, look forward to seeing you again soon. It's Cheers. Good to see you All in the dressing best. room again. <laughs> this was the one, wasn't it? It Actually, was the one. Brings yeah. back some terrible memories. I can yeah. tell you. All the best and enjoy the run. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much. Here she is. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? It's nice to see you. Thank you. I'm going to grab a seat if that's all right. Yeah, I've got a chair there, especially for you. Did you have you got I'll a second for a chat? Time. Yeah, go on. This is a great show, isn't it? It's great. It's so much fun. Yeah. And I feel like Scott is like, when I watch it, from Scott's a start to the deer in the headlights, kind of, oh my God, what have I let myself in for? <laughs> to him actually adding a few little ad libs in there and actually getting getting to enjoy it a little bit and I'm putting him off in the wings and yeah. he's he's actually doing quite well with that to be fair so <laughs> yeah obviously last year you missed it because you know. were in Beauty and the Beast I missed and two I, the last one I did was 2019 oh wow you did yeah so it's so did been, you miss it really I did yeah I have to say I mean I don't miss how much hard work it is because it really is the, the rehearsal process is so to the minute Mm. like you've literally got a schedule and you have to keep to it and yeah it's been absolutely crazy but in that sense I don't miss that part of it but I have really missed the being out on stage and I I normally get really really grumpy after Christmas day boxing day for me is just like I'm I'm a bit of a grinch Mm -hmm. because I'm like it's not Christmas anymore it's all over but this year um it's been a bit different for me so I've kind of like embraced every day and just soaked it up and it's I still want to grab hold of Christmas and keep it going as long as possible but yeah it's um it, I have missed it I have missed it I don't I don't miss wearing a massive dress <laughs> I mean I, I want to be like one of those fairies that's like wearing vans or yeah. or like converse and a, like a denim jacket and some those beanie what those called those bobbly things that you put on your head yeah I want to be <laughs> one of believe. those we did this show yeah. here seven years ago. 
th- this is crazy to me, like to think so far, and it was such a different show yeah, as well. Absolutely, it wasn't anything like no. this. Which is the joy um, of Panto because yeah. the story's the same, but it's a completely different show, isn't it? Absolutely. Hang on, don't get that. <laughs> That's Craig ringing me. Um, but yeah, it is. It is very much like that. It really is. It's um, you. You you never know what you're going to get. I mean, there's shows that like the show next year is Snow White. I don't know what's going to happen, but you know, you kind of look and go, what could I do if they asked me? Like, but I think if if I got to do it next year, I think I'd have to be a baddie, wouldn't I? You would. I would. would. I don't know if I want. You can do that. I don't know. I do know what. Do you know what? I think. I could do it, but I'd have to make it really comedy. I wouldn't be really nasty. Yeah. I'd be like... I don't know. I'm I'd be a stupid... Maybe you should ask Craig if you can do it. <laughs> oh, I've got a street to me. Don't you worry <laughs> about that. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously, straight after this, you pretty much go into uh, a tour of Everybody's Talking About Jamie, yeah, which so actually comes to Leicester, I think, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. So, um, in March, I start rehearsals in London. I'm doing the third stretch of it. So, there's like three different misses miss hedge Hayley tamadon then it's giovanni fletcher and then it's me so mm. i do the last leg of it and i finish in leicester wow. but i'm not doing the last night because of a, a prior engagement so i finished the i finished the day before the last night the last show so right. yeah i mean i'm looking forward to it you know you know me i like yeah. to put my teeth into anything i've got a list of shows that i want to do next year i'm pretty much fully booked with stuff that I've got on cruises and God knows what. So, yeah, I'm going to be seeing the world and and being a teacher in Jamie. And I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's it's amazing. It's 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 great to be busy. It's great yeah. to know that you've got stuff on. Things have changed. Like my son's not been too well, so um, there's things that have kind of had to change. But I want a, I want to lead a bit of normality for his sake as well. So it's going to be an interesting year. Yeah, I've got to ask you about that because Miley, Tommy, well, yeah. all, all the kids are so much older now than when you yeah. first did Panto. Has that changed, you know, what they make of it when they come and see it? The kids came to see it on Christmas Eve and Miley was, I, I could see her in the audience. She was pretty much on her feet the whole time, <laughs> jumping and screaming and shouting. And I could see Tommy in the audience as well, like, saying oh no you weren't actually taking part so to speak but yeah Brooke was just busy like checking out all the dances yeah, and yeah, making sure yeah. they was like doing yeah. the dances right because she's obviously she's at uni now yeah. so I think they enjoy it um, it's nice for them to come and see what I've been away for so long doing because yeah. obviously I was out at nine o'clock in the morning and I weren't getting back home till 10 o'clock at night in rehearsals and stuff so it's nice for them to see what's gone into it yeah. like my mum said to me how have you learnt all that in 10 days yeah Ten days, that's all it was. Well, do you know what? It was actually shorter this year because you opened on the Friday. Yeah. So it was a shorter rehearsal run than ever before. And Brooke, I saw Brooke on Christmas Eve and I said, do you miss it? Because obviously she did a year with you, didn't she? Um, She really does. But she can actually, in in her third year, apparently she can do panto. So um, it would be nice to get her Mm. into a panto doing one. Um, And on her own merit, of course. You know, I'd like her to just audition for as many different pantos as possible. I don't want to be that person that goes, I'll give her a job. I want her to audition like everybody else. And I'm sure she does as well. Um, But she's been very lucky in a sense where she's done one before. And and I think she quite liked it. And it would be great to do one on the doorstep as well because she'll get some money. She can go and spend it and stuff and actually get paid, like, you know, some decent wedge and take me out for dinner. Well, listen, 
I know you've got a short break in between shows. I could see a half-eaten pizza there as well. Yeah. So, so that's that's your break. I'll leave you to it Thanks, and enjoy mate. the rest of the run. Thank you. Christina Harris is playing Hello. Jill in this panto. How are you and how's it going for you? I'm very well, thank you very much. And I'm having the best time. Just an absolute... <laughs> I'm sure this is what everyone's saying. Yeah, but I'm having the most amazing time. It is truly a, a magical, joyful, life-affirming experience. This isn't your first panto, obviously. It's but not. I saw on your, on your credits... You, have you done quite a bit of opera or certainly worked for opera companies? Yes, I have. I haven't actually been singing the opera. In opera, it's so old-fashioned. They mm. have the singers to sing, the dancers to dance, the actors to act. So I've had acting roles in operas, a few up at the... Or down, should I say, at the Royal Opera House in Covent Garden. Yeah, and it's a fantastic venue again, like this one to work at. Really I beautiful. thought it was going to be an interesting combination because I don't know many opera singers or performers who do panto. No, not not <laughs> many. It's such a niche, isn't it? And these yeah. opera singers are so good at what they do that, yeah, I, I'm not sure it would lend itself to panto. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Tell us a bit about you and panto then. When, when did panto really hit you? Did you go and see it as a child? I did used to go and see it as a child at the Hexagon Theatre in Reading, oh, which wow. is actually one of the venues yeah. that Imagine have. And then my first professional job was actually with Imagine Theatre 10 years ago in 2013 uh, at the Hexagon in yeah. Reading in the ensemble in their pantomime, Jack and the Beanstalk. So I feel very, like it's full, come full circle now. 10 years later, a decade on, I'm working for Imagine again and I'm in a lead role this time, which is lovely. So that's sort of been the, the bookends of my, you know, jobs today and I've had pantos in between obviously yeah. nothing when COVID happened but I think I've done about maybe eight or nine now in total so most years and I look forward to it every year because it's just such a wonderful way to spend Christmas no matter if yeah. you do I mean I think I've done Jack of the Beanstalk four times now but everyone even though the story is generally the same like everyone is different new set of people new songs yeah. new crew it, it just it never gets boring ever. and obviously a joy to work with Justin and Paul yeah and it was lovely to work with them and um, Steve was directing yeah so yeah it was a great team what was that panto jack and the beanstalk wow so you never you never tire of it do you <laughs> no i never tire of jack and the beanstalk <laughs> even though it basically is just you know the same story but it's still um got new whole new songs in you know current songs so it, it never feels old tell us about this run then because the audiences seem to be loving this show thank you i think they are yeah they see we've had a really good audience response it seems to be that there are lots of jokes that they get you know that are, are based for this area which is great mm -hmm. uh, and they love the songs because they're current songs and they sing along and they they just love the the, the joy I think that we try to ooze and give out on the stage uh, and if we're enjoying it then hopefully they are and they they seem to be loving it well listen it's a very long run compared to some but not not as long as others but you've still got a few dates left to go mm -hmm. um, what, what's planned after that have you got another job to go to uh, I haven't got another performing job at the moment I've on my when I'm not performing I teach uh, I'm a ballet teacher so oh, okay. I'm going back to doing my ballet teaching which I love I really I really do love it it's a great job mm. uh, and working with children I love working with children and it's still creative so yeah. I'll be heading back to that and then seeing what the new year holds in terms of performing performing jobs but I'm already panicking about the panto blues like when it finishes yeah, yeah. we've still got probably 20 shows or something but I'm still like oh no it's gonna end <laughs> in two weeks what am I gonna do with my life because you just become a go in this bubble don't you and then you just eat sleep and live yeah. panto and then suddenly you're like oh we have to go back into the real world again Yeah, and you know from all the shows that you've done that you make friends for life and you may not see some of these guys for years but when you meet up or you see each other 
it'll be like you, you, you've seen each other every day because you just pick up where you left off. And that is it. And you are, because you're thrown together with, a, with a, a whole new group of people and you're in such close proximity and you're, I've always thought this, when you're acting, you're giving su- such a lot of yourself. So you create connections very quickly. And you're right, some, you meet those friends for life and you, you have this shared experience and you may go off and do your separate things, but you'll always come back together and mm. have the shared memories of, do you remember when the beanstalk didn't do this or did do that? You know, and it's just, it's just joyful memories to take away. For, for your whole life short break in between shows so off you go and enjoy that and enjoy the rest of the run thank you so much thank you very much happy new year and last and by no means least this is dressing room four hello hello and a very happy christmas this is mark beauchamp and you are punk I can't even get my breath. You are Pantor legend. Move, move on. And this is Jack, who I know really well. How Hello, are you? good afternoon. Very good, thanks. So, you two, who drew this short straw? Why are you sharing a dressing room? Well, because this is the power of a podcast and you can't actually see, I'm going to describe what it's like sharing a room with the dame. Granted, an amazing dame, but I've got like a postage stamp <laughs> of, of real estate and the rest is just carnage. In fact, my, uh, my little office is just in there. Uh, I've had to change the sign on the door. It used to say toilet. Now it says flesh creeps <laughs> office. And that's about as good as it gets. What you're talking about is the incredible costumes. Anybody who's seen the show will be able to see, you know, exactly what we're talking about. And if you come and see it, they are amazing, but they take up so much space, don't they? I've got a question for you, though, Martin. Go on. How do they compare to the costumes that you these are, these are the nicest costumes I've ever seen. They are pretty good. Yeah. And I don't remember ever having almost new ones before, so I don't know what I did wrong. <laughs> I love the use of the word almost new ones. <laughs> well, they, I saw them last year at the Belgrade in Coventry, that's why. Um, but they are incredible, aren't they? So, Jack, tell us about you and your run, because this is your debut, isn't it? It is indeed. It's been a baptism of fire for me, really. Obviously, never done it before. Uh, had a bit of experience in panto, but it's a very different kettle of fish when you get in a, a frock. And it's it's so exciting and so much fun, but it takes so much out of you. And um, I find it a real challenge, but I've really enjoyed it. Even little things that you notice, like whenever you're off stage, you think you can have a little break, a yeah. bit of water, but usually getting changed or topping up your makeup or thinking about what you're doing next. Jackie, you can't actually say that you've never been in a frock before, because that's not the truth, is it? <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I would know about that, let me tell you. So you've done, I think you've done five or six pantos. Of course, at the Little Theatre in Leicester, you did a panto when you were still a kid, really. So what's the difference between doing dame or comic or any other character? For me, I think when you're the dame or the comic, you sort of are more or less the through line of the show without him realising it. So you're always there to keep the story going, but also keep not just the kids engaged, but also the adults. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's quite high energy. And um, I think what I've learned more about it this time is like you, you've just got to pace yourself so much more yeah. because if you start off too high energy, it's a long two and a half hour show to get through. But yeah, I think I, for me personally, I think I found this m- the most rewarding because there's sort of a bit of you there for every demographic of people that, that come and watch but also as well you have that rapport with the audience which the story based characters don't have so that's completely different isn't it I think it, actually I think it took me a little while to get a, bit, get a bit of confidence with it because you can have a bit more freedom with what you're doing obviously you've got to keep the discipline but you can sort of play a bit and toy around and and also then you can 
win the audience over a bit bit more easily as well. Conduct the audience in a way because you've got to ride the wave of their reactions, whether it be booing for Mark or, you know, whether it be um, laugh, laughing at jokes. Yeah, that's <laughs> even before he comes on stage. You my real name there when they boo for me and not, not, not Flesh Creek. Yeah, I love that. Thanks, Martin. Yeah, yeah, and then you've done a fair bit of Panto. You've done quite a lot of other stuff as well, you know, TV and other things as well. So how, how does Panto compare? What do you love about it? Do you know what? There's nothing quite... Everyone out there listening will know there's nothing quite like Panto. And it's a great time of year because it punctuates your year, pays your tax bill. Um, it's, it's just great and it's good fun. I think it's always governed by a number of things. One is the great cast, mm. you know, and we've got, a phen- I know everybody says this, but we truly have got a phenomenal yeah. team here. And I, from what people have told me who've watched it, they've seen it, and there's a real chemistry on stage and they feel the energy and it's just great, you know. And I think there's a, there's a lot of youthful being a more mature gentleman, mm. um, I think there's a lot of uh, youthful energy in this show. It, it, it's great. And it's very slickly directed. Um, mm. You know, it's very, it's very uh, quick. Uh, and that's what I love about it, because it moves, you know. There's no sort of stagnation in there. And in fact, as I'm getting older, I'm feeling it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I've, I've never played a baddie, and I know a lot of people who wouldn't want to play a baddie because they can't cope with people not liking them. How, how does that work? Uh, so this is very true. Uh, so this is probably my first baddie that I've played, and it did take me a little while to get into that. Uh, but I think if you play with a, a twinkle in your eye, and I haven't really gone for being baddie, I'm more walking on stage frightened to death. <laughs> so I think that, that that's where a lot of uh, anger comes from. But yeah, it's, it's great fun playing the baddie. I, I mean, the, the school shows that people will know out there, it's like when you walk on, it's just a wall of sound. Yeah. And we've been, and Jack and it's I have like been. you're a rock star, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially you, and it's like the O2 Arena every time you yeah. came on stage. It's, it's just mad because you're there speaking words and you can't actually hear your own voice in your own head it's uh, yeah. it's it's crazy yeah. but th- they were great and i think what you're talking about earlier that's part of the discipline of of the different shows the pre-christmas shows when there's that excitement then you've got the school shows and then after christmas it becomes in a bit of a strange yeah. uh, area like a limbo uh, uh, yeah but limbo but the, to be fair the audience is here at, at the month i think working on your legacy they know what to do and they're in it more or less straight away. I think Panto is second nature to anybody in an audience, isn't it? You know, they 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 know it's so British. I think everybody knows yeah. they've got a part to play, and if they don't want to play that part, they probably don't come at all anyway. Uh, what's great to see is the next generation of, of Panto goes, yeah. uh, and it seems long may it continue. It seems never ending that you know there's new families and. We all know that some of the jokes are rehashed, but people still laugh at them and guffaw at them, and you yeah. see all families together, and that's great. I think particularly in this digital age, that you don't get a lot of times when families are all together and enjoying their own company without having their face in a screen or something like that. Yeah. You know, it's that whole uh, uh, togetherness, uh, and it's just great. And I think that that is the magic. Talking of rehashed gags, I mean, it's a tradition. Panto is passed down generation to generation. So, you know, I wonder where you got some of your gags from, for instance. You know, some really cheap books somewhere, I think. But, you know, imitation is the best form of flattery, if you haven't heard that before. So, And also, you you see it year after year, you know, like you said, a lot of the traditional gags people expect, and it's almost more offensive in a way to audiences to not bring out the cheap 
classic gags because um, they're the ones that they love when they, they come to the see. The thing is as well, you know, a, a lot of people will try gags in the rehearsal room and think, oh, it's just not funny, is it? It's not funny because it doesn't yeah. work without an audience, does it? That's what I found really difficult actually doing the Dame for the first time was during the rehearsals, it got to a point where it started to feel really stale. And because you've got no audience or anything to bounce off of, and because all the cast and creators have seen you do it hundreds of times, you start to get a, a little bit of doubt creeping in. Hmm. So then when you have that first audience, it's like a huge release of relief in a way when they do start to laugh and they do start to react and shout back. And that is the final element of the show that really takes it from, you know, zero to 100. And what about the audiences? Because I've seen it twice, as you know. I saw a little bit of, of this one that you've just done and the audience seemed to be incredible. Again, they're loving it, aren't they? Yeah, they've been absolutely incredible audiences every single show so far, I'd say. It's really, really sold well and... It almost feels like people need Panto more than ever, especially at this time. And everyone's just been really, really up for it. And, and touch wood, it continues. Your dad um, came back twice because he couldn't believe it the first time. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> a the other thing that would have been different, completely different to anything you've ever done before, is the amount of changes you have and the sheer weight and size of the costumes. How have you got on with that? Yeah, I can't lie. I've actually had a bit of neck pain um, and like head pain, but... Not you're, you're a bit of a pain. Pain in the neck. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like to put up with. It's like cannon and ball in this dressing room. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's John. You know it's been a great fitness regime as well because <laughs> you think, oh, you just come on, you're being a bit silly in a dress, but you're singing, you're dancing, you're running around like I had this chicken. Um, and then obviously when you when you're not on stage, like we said before, you're running around the back. Like I barely see Mark during the show because I never come back to the dressing room. Yeah, um, that's a blessing. Is that <laughs> you, you avoid him, don't you? It's because <laughs> yeah, he, he locks the door. <laughs> yeah, one thing that you've brought to uh, having worked with with teams, you've brought such a, a, a cheekiness and an energy to it that's uh, it's like so endearing. Mm. It's it's uh, it's an, I can't wait to see what you evolve into. You know, if, if you keep on doing the Dame thing, uh, I think you're going to evolve into something even more amazing. It's already, uh, like, incredible now. I didn't and, pay him to say all this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's true. But it's, uh, I know that this is on a podcast, but I'm going to describe something here because uh, we're all follically challenged in the room, you, you know, <laughs> uh, Jack himself. And uh, Jack is sitting with a blister plaster on the centre of yeah. his head. <laughs> and so for all the Dames out there, they're going, oh, I feel his pain. Uh, and that's to stop the mic digging in your head isn't it yeah yeah so after the first few well I think it was after tech and the first few shows I started to get a really bad like like indent indentation <laughs> into my forehead from where the mic wire had been and it was getting really sore so now my tactic is every show to put a blister plaster on my forehead well it's a good idea I never did that You, I, I'm, I thought you might have remembered I always used to have a groove there yeah. and people used to try and put money in it and, and mine was more like the Grand Canyon on my head <laughs> so I had to do something about it a big shout out as well though because we haven't really spoken about everybody else who's working tirelessly backstage yeah. you know the stage management team the crew and so on and of course you have not just one but two dresses well yeah. actually three dresses because yeah, yeah. company manager actually yeah, dresses yeah. you at one yeah, point doesn't he it's all hands on deck and they do an amazing job like we said like the audience is a final element of the show but there's so many elements backstage that nobody even gets to see and it's like cogs in a machine just to make it all tick and all work um, and the dresses we have on this are incredible you know I'll run off stage and they'll be ready with new shoes to put on a new new headdress and everything the amount of times that I, I feel awful but the amount of times I have to ask someone to unzip my back but you feel a bit helpless not on stage either <laughs> yeah. but, they, 
but um, sometimes you're just a bit helpless. And then, yeah, our, our lovely um, company manager helps me with my, with my final change. And he even has water ready for me because it's the end of the show and I can't use my arms in the costume. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I literally can't even like clap. Um, he said he wouldn't do that for everybody, and he's only ever done it for two dames. That's you and JP McHugh at the uh, Royal Spa Centre in Leamington Spa. So you are honoured. I feel privileged. Listen, I know you've got a really short break before your second show, so I'll leave you to it. Enjoy the rest of the run, well, Mark and Jack. Well, thank you. We've got a second show. What? <laughs> <laughs> that. And that is it for the first episode of the year. So don't forget, there are many more fabulous guests still to come in 2020. Please subscribe through your favourite podcast app and remember if you have any questions about Imagine Theatre or anything at all to do with pantomime, send it to us via the Get In Touch section of the website at imaginetheatre.co.uk And make sure you join me, Martin Ballard, next time for episode 70 when I'll be reviewing Imagine's latest panto season with joint CEOs, managing director Steve Bowden and his wife, business and marketing director Sarah Bowden. I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to the latest edition of Just Imagine, the podcast series from Imagine Theatre. And you can find out more by going to www.imagintheatre.co.uk.